Welcome to Retire Coast, where we discuss all things retirement, life on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and your financial welfare. Bill Anderson, your host, is a serial entrepreneur, having created many successful businesses and holds a real estate broker's license, speaks about personal experiences with each topic. Listen, learn, and improve the quality of your life. Hello again. I'm happy to be here to talk to you today about something that affects pretty much everyone, and that is recession and your money. It doesn't really make any difference if you've been watching the news, whether we are in a legal recession or we're not. Uh, The fact is that everything seems to cost more today than it did just a year ago. There are so many political situations going on around the country that people don't know which way is up. We have all kinds of other problems with crime and the border issues. No matter what side you stand on in any of those things, you have to recognize that they are all creating wrinkles in the fabric. Most of us simply want to get up and go about our day at work or whatever we do during the daytime and come home and enjoy the evening, maybe sit down, have a nice meal or a snack, watch our favorite TV show, spend time with our family, find out what the kids were doing that day, how are they doing in school, for example, possibly plan on some activities during the weekend. And we don't really want to hear about all of these things that are going on outside our little universe. And quite frankly, it's a downer because most of the news today is pretty negative. And then we see this financial news about the fact that we're going to be in a recession and watch out, watch out. Well, the stock market goes up one day and down the next day. But for most of us, we just keep on plugging away, doing what we do best, you know. As long as you're employed and you have a paycheck coming in, you try to find a way to squeeze in all of these higher costs that are coming down the road. Uh, How are you going to pay for that extra cost for gasoline, for example, or in my case, diesel fuel in my truck? And then I wonder, oh, let's see, maybe I should consider buying a gasoline truck, but then I'm one of millions of other people who think the same thing. At the height of the time when you probably shouldn't be doing that, of course, because now the prices for uh, all the gasoline vehicles are up and the prices for diesel vehicles are down. So I would just counsel that this is just one of those things. I'm bringing it up. Don't rush out and try to make adjustments now. You know, this is like the pet rock. The first couple of people that bought it years and years and years ago, if any of you remember that, it was kind of cool. And then it everybody had a pet rock and it didn't mean anything all i'm saying is just don't follow the herd here on your financial decisions no matter how bad it seems and if you are for example a millennial you don't have a big track record you know you're pretty young so you don't remember any of the ups and downs that have occurred you know earlier that your parents put up with or your grandparents put up with but you know it's the old thing whatever goes up must come down and, and it's almost the opposite whatever goes down must come back up again now if we just talk about the stock market for example just kind of switching gears the stock market is just there it's the stock market so 
over time, over 20 years or whatever, there's about a 7% return on the stock market. Of course, there are people that just rush out and sell their stock at the wrong time. They sell it when it's down because they panic about it, and then they don't rebuy it when it's low. And then, of course, it goes back up again, and they're not taking advantage. So those people will take a look at their portfolios and say, in the last 10 years, I've made almost nothing. And that's actually somewhat true. And we've had a loss of about 30, 35% in the stock market in the last six months or so from the time that I'm talking about this now. All that means is just, you know, re, what they call rebalancing your, your stocks or your mutual funds, any of your equities out there. Uh, take a look at those at some point, but usually do it when the market's in better condition so that you're selling those when you have seen the prices go up a little bit as opposed to going down. It's the same thing with almost anything else financial in life. Don't panic, but you can do something about it. You can plan. You can do something unusual. You can create a budget. Remember those days when you used to do a budget when you were a teenager? Maybe your parents taught you, maybe you, maybe they didn't to create a budget for your few dollars that you were getting from whatever job you had. People have lost track of that a long time ago because checkbooks aren't being used anymore and that helped some people control their spending. Now we just have a credit card and everything's electronic and we don't really understand where we're putting our money. And almost the last thing we do is go to the store and decide, well, by the way, that gallon of milk here is $7, but that one over there is $5. I think I'll buy the $5 gallon of milk. Maybe it's time for a little bit of that right now during this, quote, recessionary time. Just paying a little bit more attention to where you spend your money. Now, things such as property and many of you have a house or you might be renting. This is that time when the rents go up and everybody says, I wish I had bought a house. And they are probably correct. They should have bought a house because those of us, and I'm putting myself in this position, I refinanced my house at about 2.6% interest. I could have paid it off a long time ago, but I decided that I would rather use somebody else's money and take that money and make something else of it, which I have done and I talk about and I've written blog articles on this website, retirecoast.com. But it's time for you to start thinking about this because we're going to come out of this recession and the best time to plan for coming out of the recession is now. What will you do when things start to come back to normal? What happens when pricing for fuel comes back down again and pricing for other things come back down again? Are you going to keep just spending like you spent before? Or are you going to use this as an opportunity to create a budget and be able to look forward towards anything such as retirement or your kids going to college, something else where you have to save money? Uh, so my point is don't panic over this, quote, recession that we're in. Um, I was just thinking before I started clicking this to start talking about my years when I was running my own company. I had a quite a large company uh, that I ended up selling to a Fortune 500 business and my company was scattered across the United States. 
And I remember looking back after years at the ups and downs that the economy went through all those years that I was in business. And it's amazing because I never looked at it that way. I couldn't see it. It's a forest for the trees kind of thing. So it never really bothered me. My job was to make my company grow and make it earn money. And in a few times when it was actually visible that things were a little bit tough out there, we created some new products that we could sell to replace the other ones that we couldn't, services for example. And we just kept on going on and kept on going on. And it was pretty level. And now I look back and I go, wow, there were some big dips there during all those years that I was in business for myself. But we never stopped to dwell on that. We just kept on going. As a matter of fact, I feel pretty proud of the fact that for about 25 years, I never laid off a single employee because I never hired more than I needed and I only hired when we really, really needed an employee. So my gift to them basically was not to overhire. So if you were hired with my company, you stayed with my company until you wanted to leave. And that's how we got through the last several recessions because we always have lots of them. So don't panic about the recession. It's time for you to plan about what to do now with your assets and then what you're going to do when the recession essentially is over with there'll be a time to go back out and buy equities when they're going to you know they'll be real cheap they maybe they're real cheap right now and there's a time to buy property which is really almost any time just make sure you buy low and then end up selling high another thing that i've discovered uh, during COVID, many things happened to all of us. Our culture began to change. We started doing things that we never thought we would do before, such as finally getting around to that project, working on the house. Well, as a result, you know, a lot of things have changed. We had shortages and materials. Everybody wanted to work around their house, for example. So Lowe's, Home Depot, you could barely get some materials, and what you could get, you spent a lot of money on. So... I guess another point I'm trying to make here is don't follow the herd. Make sense of your actions. Because everybody else is doing it, may be the time for you not to do it. I look at life in most cases as a bell curve, at least when these situations come in, like the COVID situation, for example, or the downturn we're supposedly in now as a bell curve for those of you who know what a bell curve is it starts on the left side this line goes up gradually 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 until it peaks and then it just kind of goes around and drops and the other side usually looks pretty much like the front side sometimes one side is steeper than the other so for example when people started working on their house that bell curve started going up as more and more and more and more people worked on their houses. And then we got to the point at the top when COVID was pretty much over and then it dropped off pretty fast on the other side. And people said, well, that's enough. I've done everything I need to do in my houses. So basically a lot of people are no longer working on their properties now because it's the old been there, done that kind of routine. The same thing that happened with RVs, for example. You couldn't buy an RV to save your life during COVID and shortly after. 
even to some extent now, so the manufacturers couldn't make them fast enough. And the used, bought, used ones, the prices went way up. Everybody had to have a motorhome because they couldn't leave their house unless they were in a motorhome to go someplace. It was their way to cope with what was going on. So we're going to end up with a lot of RVs on the for sale market, I project in the next few years, with people who never really intended to use them anyway. They weren't what you might call RVers. So that is just one of those flash in the pan situations that happens and then it's gone. The same thing with vehicles. Everybody wants to buy a new vehicle. Right now today, I was at a dealership, a new car dealership, and I think there was one vehicle on the showroom that was actually new. Everything else on the lot was a used vehicle. And people are overpaying for used vehicles because they can't wait. They feel the need to get a vehicle right now. And they're paying maybe 30-40% more for a used vehicle instead of waiting for that new vehicle or simply putting off the purchase altogether. This is part of your budgeting process. So don't let all of this fear and everything changed the way you were acting which was probably a lot more sane in the sense that you had a normal life before and now you feel pressured to do something to buy something to create something because of what's going on with our quote recession now same thing happened with boats you couldn't buy a boat Boat people couldn't make them fast enough. So many boat manufacturers had already gone under that it left a, a severe shortage for boats and the prices for boats went up almost 40%. And now that is slackening, not just because I'm speaking to you as the summer season is finished, but we're also losing a lot of momentum from people buying boats because that is pretty much gone again. So now we're going to see a lot of boats parked in yards that nobody uses, and then they'll finally hit the market and the prices will be low. So that's part of your planning. If you really want a boat, don't buy it now. Buy the boat when all the prices come down. Okay. Now, speaking of real estate, I wanted to get back to that. I just barely mentioned it. Real estate is a little bit different, though. The real estate, there's always a deal someplace, depending on what you're looking for, whether it's a home for yourself or you're looking for an investment property. There's always a deal to be found. You just need to look until that's the deal that you want. It may take you a month, two months, three months, six months, but don't jump and overpay for something. Prices are soft right now. We're coming out of a seller's market, the strongest one that I'd seen in many, many years. And now we're seeing a more balanced or what people call a normal market. Now, the normal markets are what happens between all of the wacky markets like we had over 10 years ago. And now we're getting a uh, Oh, a little bit of a softer approach with this particular market. We're going to see some prices come down a little bit, but they're not going to be drastic because there hasn't been enough building. There's much more demand. We're also getting the biggest generation that we have right now, which is the millennial generation, and they're larger than the baby boomers, by the way. They are coming of age. Now, I don't mean 21. I mean they're coming into their 30s. They're coming in at a time when millennials have chosen 
to buy homes. They weren't buying in their 20s like the baby boomers did. They're buying in their 30s now, and some of those are approaching age 40. So with all of that competition out there, with these millennial people trying to create a family, they want a house, they're married, they have a child, for example, there's a lot of pressure. So housing prices are simply not going to drop like a rock. The other reason for that is that when the law changed, the Dodd-Frank uh, Act back uh, in the day, it made sure that the lenders couldn't just give a loan to someone that had a pulse, which is what they were doing before. People had to have a job. They had to have a good credit rating. Most of those people still have jobs. We haven't lost a lot of employment. As a matter of fact, we don't have enough employment. So that's, those are the two factors that are going to keep housing prices from falling down so low that people are sitting down there waiting to pick up the pieces. I might say that about, and I have, motorhomes and um, boats and some other things that people were buying when they probably didn't need to, but they were buying because everybody else was buying. But housing's different than that. So if you want to buy a house to live in, don't worry about it. Just look around to find that house and get the best price you can today because no matter what you paid for that house, over a long period of time, it's going to be worth more money. Now, grant you that last time in the 2007, 8, 9, 10, whatever the age you, you dates you want to use, uh, it took over 10 years for a lot of those homes to come back in value, but they did. So if you were living in that home, it really doesn't make any difference. That, how, that home that you're going to buy now, even if you lose a little money on the next couple of years, you'll make it back over time. That's just the way things are. Time moves on. There's always inflation of some amount. So even when inflation mitigates here, and it probably will mitigate at a rate that we won't even be able to pay attention to. After all of this is out of the news, after the next election cycle, we will have digested paying more money for things, and as the prices come down, we probably won't even notice it. But good planning and a good budget will help you get through this recession and come out on the other end in a lot better position than you probably went into it. And then the next time we get a COVID situation or something else, you'll know better not to just jump on the bandwagon and go out and spend lots of money that you don't have, uh, just wait. Wait to see what happens. Well, thank you for listening to me rattle on about the recession and your money. I'm not going to speak to you about where to put that money. I'm not going to tell you to put it in a certain uh, stock or mutual fund. That's up to you to do. I'm simply saying is don't panic. Okay? Don't panic. Don't panic sell. Don't panic buy. Same thing with your house. Don't panic sell. Don't panic buy. As far as motorhomes and those kinds of things, if you don't want them anymore, then I wouldn't wait. Listening to what I'm telling you, this is probably the best time to sell those because they are at the high price. If you have a used car that you don't need, this is the best time to sell that used car before the prices fall as well. So you see, there are opportunities out there if you pay attention to them and not wait until the herd has done all of that and then you're on the other end of that bell curve. Well, thank you very much for listening to RetireCoast.com. Would you please go to our website and read some of our blog articles, RetireCoast.com. 
And you're welcome to listen to more of our podcasts the same place you found this one on our website or your favorite podcast player. So I'm Bill Anderson. I thank you and I'll talk to you again.